Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Hello and welcome to the Trail Manners podcast, episode number 10. Today we're talking with the one and only Turtle Miller. So if this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. The Trail Manners podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome to the next show here on our list. Uh, We are sitting in a 1989 Volkswagen bus. So I got next to me, I got Mr. Joel Hatch. Joel, how are you today? Uh, Man, we're living life good right now. We are sure living life good right now. There's no doubt about it. Today, we have tracked down Turtle Miller, and we are sitting in his bus, and we are kicked back with some coffee right now. And then uh, we're going to follow it up with a little bit of uh, other uh, beverage, yes. uh, some Tecate Light uh, that he pulled right out of his fridge. So, Turtle, thanks for meeting us today. We yeah, really you. appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and, and being part of our show. So, first off, what brings you to what? We're in Salt Lake City, right outside Salt Lake Roasting Company, in a parking lot, in a bus with a free candy sign. Yep. So, what brings you to Salt Lake with all your goods? Uh, outdoor retailer. Um, I'm an independent rat. Part of some of the gigs that I do as an independent rep, I come up to outdoor retailer. I've got a couple of brands. Uh, we meet with retailers while we're up here. It's cold, so I don't always stay in the van during the winter OR, but yeah, it's, it's a yeah, nice so time to come up and see some friends. So, how are you liking that cold? You, you, know, you were poking fun at that's pretty good there. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> short shorts. <laughs> yeah, the, I still got the, the short shorts run going on, street going on, so yeah, it's, uh, it's not that bad. Yeah, right now it's not. A few weeks ago, oh, yeah, that, that would have been brutal. your test. For sure, that was that was some uh, that that tested my resolve to run. Yeah, I was ready to move down to St. George. I may have put on a pair of tights. Yeah, stretchy pants. I did. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay, I did too. <laughs> so, so you're here in, in Salt Lake City, um, but you know what we want to talk to you about today is you're part of something that I think is super cool. You're part of the Ultra Adventures staff. Right. Um, so tell us. It's what, third, fourth year, kind of getting that Ultra Adventures. I know it started with a few races. So what do you do uh, with the Ultra Dur- Adventure stuff? So Ultra Adventures is a seven, eight race series that we put on every year. It uh, started with the Zion 100. A uh, year later, we added the Bryce 100. A year later, we added the Grand Canyon and a couple of 50-milers. Uh, last year, we came out with the full seven, seven race series. Um, including Antelope Canyon, Monument Valley, Grand Canyon, Bryce, again, Capitol Reef, and the Tushers race at the end of the year. Um, And so what I do with them is I'm the operations manager, which means I show up there a week before with Matt, uh, the race director. Uh, We set all the finish line stuff up. We set all the aid station set up. And 
Matt says go, and my responsibility is to make sure nobody dies until they get back to the finish line. Nice. Well, I noticed on the website one of your things was the finish line party man. Yes. So what is what does that entail? Well, you know, at, at Grand Canyon last year, we had about eight inches of snow the day of the race. Um, and the morning of the finish of the race, uh, Matt came to me at 7 o'clock in the morning and said, Turtle, I need you to start drinking. <laughs> I said, uh Okay, I, I'm not one to argue with morning drinking. That's not my forte to, ar- to argue about that. But uh, I've got a few things I need to go do. He goes, no, but you're much better at getting the finish line party going than I am, and I can go do those things. So start drinking. And I'm one of those guys that likes to do what the boss says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 you're a yes Especially man, Especially right? when they, yeah, I'm a little bit of a yes man when they tell me to start drinking at 7 a.m., um, so yeah, that's something I like to do. I like to hang out at the finish line, um, and kind of have a good time and enjoy and embrace and, and celebrate the, the achievements of the athletes that come out and participate in the events. You know, it's, it's a good time. And you know, if people aren't familiar with this series, I mean, it is some of the most beautiful places, not just in Utah, but there's, there's athletes that come from different countries. Yep. Um, and it's just such a neat experience. I mean, the, the group, the staff that you're a part of, Matt Gunn. I'll tell you, I ran the Zion the first year when he was kind of feeling out this race directing thing. And from what he did then to now is unbelievable. I mean, he has put together just an incredible event every single time. Yeah, yeah Matt's a great Matt's a great guy. Does a great job. And, you know, he's, he's really good to work with because I don't feel like, you know, although he's the guy that hands me a check at the end of the day, I don't feel like I'm his employee. I feel like I work with Matt. He listens to a lot of the things that we as event staff put in. Um, and that's good because it makes you feel like you're a big part of the team and not just, you know, some yokey, you know, bolt that can get replaced by somebody else. You're actually participating and helping him improve that. That. So what is there any changes that are going to be happening this year throughout the series, or is it going to kind of be the same as what we saw last year? Well, one of the things we realized last year is um, the hundred miler events, um, although they are what we're passionate about. Um, it's definitely one of those distances that not very many people can run seven or eight of them in a year. No, that's pretty hard. Including this guy right here. You yeah. know? <laughs> um, so what we did is we've we've got it so that we've got it set up so that we can run a hundred mile event at every one of our events, but we have a certain number of registrations that we have to have in order to put on that hundred mile event. And it looks like you guys are getting pretty close on most of the events now. Yeah, we get within fifteen or twenty on all of the events that we've that we've had to close at this point. Uh, but again, it's kind of, it's just one of those spots where in order for us to have the aid station workers out there that long, yeah. right? you know, if, if you go and work an aid station for 24 hours and you're out there and you see 30 people, it's kind of disheartening as an, an aid, as an aid station worker. So that's yeah. kind of what we set that as. So um, we feel like that's a sustainable number. If you get 100, it's 100 that'll come back the next year and the next year, and we've proved that from Zion and Bryce. Yeah, right. Um, and so those will stay at 100-mile events, but the other events are probably going to be just the 50-mile distance, which I like that distance because it's over in a day, and the party is much more of a party at the finish line. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The 100-milers are just not ready miler, to do All much, I want right? to do is take a nap. You know, <laughs> you know what I right. mean? So, so at those distances, there is the there's a 50Ks. And there's also some half marathons, is that right? Yeah. So every one of our events has a, you know, it has a middle distance, which is a 50K or a 55K or something like that. And then a shorter distance half marathon. Uh, we do that because we want a lot of the people that come to the events, 
Uh, we want their families to have things to do when they're out there in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's a big family atmosphere, and we want you to be able to feel comfortable to bring your families, that your wife and your kids will have stuff they can do during the day. Yeah. Um, my kids come to a lot of the events, and it just becomes a roving little pack of kids that run around together and, and play and giggle. And there's a couple older kids that keep an eye on things and make sure that nobody's getting picked on and everybody's nobody's been left out of the party. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I... I show up with two seven and eight year old daughters, and I'm not at the finish line the whole time. So there's a, there's always somebody there keeping an eye on the kids, and it's a it's a good atmosphere that way. Yeah, that's true. Last year at Monument Valley, I was down there, and you know my little boy, he was five at the time. Same thing happened. You know, there was a couple kids. Jane Lynn Eaton's kids were there, and so Porter and her the two little boys just went out. And just got dirty in the desert, and it was awesome to see, man. They were boys. They oh, were yeah, doing some yeah. boy things. Yep, for yep. sure. Yeah, that's it's awesome there. I love that stuff. And that and that kind of gives people the opportunity, if you want to, to run some of those shorter distances as well. You know, so you know, for example, mom might want to show up and run the fifty mile distance, but dad doesn't want to be out there the whole time, or vice versa. And so it gives them the opportunity to go out and you know experience some of the atmosphere that we run in, go see some of the train we run in. Um, but still be, feel like they're, you know, being a somewhat responsible parent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a family yeah, it's getaway. A family, it's a family getaway. Come leave we'll your see. kid with a bunch of strangers <laughs> yeah. and go run in the desert. Son, hey, we'll come see you on in 12 now. hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll put you on the spot. Of the races right now, what is your favorite course? If you were to run one, I know you don't because you work for them, but if you picked one race you could run, which one would you select? You know, Mon- Monument Valley is by far my favorite area. Really? Um, I don't know if it's my favorite course to run, but uh, you know, I'm I'm not a guy that has a hard time finding the right words to say. I I like to think I can spit things out of my mouth, but when I talk about that Monument Valley race, it's it I lose I lose track of what I want to say about how amazing it is. It's 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 such an amazing area, and and although we've seen pictures of it. I like to say 99% of the population that goes to Monument Valley stands on the rim and looks at the mittens. That's true. And we get the opportunity to go down into the valley and run in areas that that even the local Navajo kids don't run around in. Um, Last year, I was en route to the first 50-mile aid station, um, and I wasn't sure that I could find because I'd never driven there before. So I grabbed the course marshal, Rick Rick Whitelaw, and in the back seat of the truck was... Uh, an Indian kid, 20 years old or so, um, and his job on the Navajo Nation was to guide tourists on their horses around the area. And and I wanted Rick to come with me because, again, I didn't know that I could find the aid station. And so as we're driving out there, Rick's kind of giving me directions. And I said, I don't want you to give me directions. I want to see if I can find it by myself. Got about halfway out there, and he says, you missed the turn to the left. And I said, okay, <laughs> well, so now I'm lost, right? At this point, that's fine. You can guide me back in here. We get about half mile down that road, and the Navajo kid sitting in the back seat says, "I don't know where we are." <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's got to give you a sense. So of that's <laughs> got to tell you how remote some of these places are that we get to. People don't go there. Wow. You know, and it just the opportunity to watch a sunrise in Monument Valley is—it's life changing. It yeah. really is. I'm not a morning guy, but every time I'm in Monument Valley, I watch every sunrise, and I mean from the crack. The crack of dawn where you get up and see, oh, that line's not even there yet. Five minutes later, there's the line, you know? And, Joel, you went down last year to Monument, yeah? Sure did. Ran the 50K. <laughs> yeah. It was spectacular. How was the sunrise? There's, there's some good single track down there. Really? I was really surprised. I was ready to run on a lot of sand and some dirt roads, but from the get-go, you're on some really nice single track, at least for the 50K. 
And I think the 50 milers kind of start off that same way. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I'm running. I'm going down this year to run it. So now you guys are getting me all excited. I'll be down for Antelope Canyon first, but yeah, I'm excited for the Monument. Valley I think one out of all the races that that you guys put on, I think that's the one that everybody should try to go to at least once because it is spectacular. It's the views are spectacular, spectacular, but it's also a cultural experience. I mean yes. that. Being in that atmosphere and being in that area and running in places that no one else gets to run, and then afterwards having that sweat lodge, that it it really is a traditional Navajo ceremony, and they take you in there and they're singing their songs, you know, and 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 they close the door on that sweat lodge, and it is it's the darkest thing you've ever been in your life. And when they open that door back up because everybody's dying of heat in there, <laughs> oh, and you let you out, it feels <laughs> like right you're being your birthed again. It's, I mean, I'm. Oh no! <laughs> Again, dude, you gotta do it. It's now, see, Turtle doesn't know this, but Eric despises the heat. I do. Anything over seventy, I start to get cranky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. So you I want to see. I will. I will do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll right. do it. But uh, yeah, we'll don't see have how to that do it a bunch <laughs> of times. But I did it like three or four times. Now wait was, a minute, you do yeah. more than once. Yeah, oh. you go out and you lay in the dirt. <laughs> in between, you lay in the dirt. That's how you cool off. You lay on the dirt to cool Is it off. Sandy. Yeah, because uh, that's oh, another thing I don't sandy. like. I don't like sand. And he doesn't I don't like, like sand in his thong either. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get out of a thong. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's also a new event that we. I'm guessing we can talk about because I'm going right. to bring it up right now. Anyway, right. Um, the Trail Festival is yes. what I'm understanding is the name in October. You got to tell us about this. So the Trail Fest is going to be down in Kanab. Okay, um, it's going to be a little bit of a different. Um, Different event. Uh, it's a multi-day event. We're going to go to Bryce. We're going to go to Zion. We're going to go to Grand Canyon. Uh, and we're all going to... There's, there's going to be multiple distances each day for you to go run and participate in. But they're all going to be short enough distances that at the end of the day, you can come back and participate in the party. So Thursday night, whatever day it is. I don't know if, I, I don't know the exact schedule. It's not yeah. set yet. But, for example, Thursday we go to the Grand Canyon. We run around the Grand Canyon, we come back, we have dinner, we have a party, we all hang out. We get up the next morning, we all go to Zion. We go run different distance events. And, and there's, you know, prizes, obviously, for the guy that runs, you know, the people that run the furthest and the lowest, shortest time and all that kind of stuff. But but it really is more of a celebration kind of event yeah. for end of kind year, of the end of, end of the yeah. year, end of the season type of, type of an event. Where we, where we can all come together as a group of, of people that like to enjoy the outdoors and spend some spend some last you know days of summer, you know early fall in 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 each other's company and, and kind of you know finish the season and get ready for the holidays. So is it like a three day thing, a four day thing? Is it I, is that kind of getting? Is it working out still, right now? Still getting worked out. Yep. So when do you think that might be announced or checked out? <laughs> Putting you on the <laughs> spot. When's it going to be advanced? Hey, this uh, is when's what it we going do to be here. announced? Um, well, you can. Email thezion100 <laughs> at gmail.com and ask that question. All right, Please do. It. Where's my phone? I'll do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so you travel around, and, and this is what we're going to come back to, is we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're not going to talk about ultra adventures and, and what Turtle does there, but we're going to talk about how he gets there, where he stays, That's right. and what it's all about, the van life. So and we'll be right look back. who just showed up. The Luke Nelson. Luke Nelson showed up the in the Luke parking Nelson. lot. This is what kind of crowd we draw in a bus and free candy signs. So, That's right. So uh, we'll be right back uh, with a little bit more from uh, Turtle. You are listening to the Trail Manners Podcast, bringing you the dirt and the vert. 
All right, welcome back to the Trail Mares Podcast. So today, we are at the Salt Lake Roasting Company. Well, actually in their parking lot, in this pretty sweet 1989 VW bus. Uh, we also have Turtle Miller here, Eric Manning, and then somebody else just showed up, Mr. Luke Nelson. Yeah, yeah. So now this is a this is a party now in the it, bus. It is a party. We just had probably the best 15 minutes I've had in a couple of years. <laughs> Uh, sitting here talking, and unfortunately, we we should have had that on. Yeah, we should have been recording. <laughs> yeah, we should have been recording because you know there's so much stuff I could have blackmailed you guys with <laughs> in that 15 minutes. There'd have been weird sentence fragments of beep beep. <laughs> yep, <laughs> the beep and beep. <laughs> so, turtle, how did you get in the trail running, ultra running? How did you get here? How did I get? Yeah. Oh, I mean, get here, or yeah, how did I get into it? How did you get into it? How did you get into trail running? Yeah. You know, I'd I'd run marathons for a few years, and I thought myself a runner. And then I had a good friend that stopped by a coffee shop at one o'clock in the afternoon and looked like hell. <laughs> he looked like he'd had the crap kicked out of him at one o'clock in the afternoon. And I thought, what? Where you been? What's wrong? He says, Well, I just went on a trail run with so and so and such and such, and I'm they somebody else showed up and we had to run hard today. And I said. Wait, you ran like ran for lunch? He says, "Yeah." I said, "He says we do it every day." And I said, "I'll be there tomorrow." Um, six years later, I run that trail almost every day. Wow! So and it's just a fun trail, and 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 I kind of realized when I started running on trails that the thought processes of "Oh God, I'm out here," and "Oh, my legs hurt," and all that kind of stuff just kind of goes away because you're concentrating on not falling down. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not the scenery. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've always been an outdoor guy that liked to hike, liked to go out in the outdoors. Something that was instilled in my dad from me, you know, from my dad in me and at a young age. And, and, and I like trail running because it, it allows me to go on a two-hour hike when I've only got an hour. So you can get a little bit further out there. You can go do a three-day hike in a day, that kind of thing. So it allows you to go further and see more stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the scenery. But So where do you do most of your running at now? <laughs> Depends on the time of year. Um, yeah. I have a house in St. George, Utah. Um, my wife and two beautiful daughters, a couple of dogs, spend 365 days a year and i spend about 185 days a year there wow so where's the other days the other 180 days are a year in the volkswagen bus nice (laughs) so you travel for your job travel for my job um um, i'm an independent rep i cover utah colorado arizona and nevada which means in the winter i'm in arizona and nevada and in the summer i'm in utah and colorado uh, visiting accounts working with dealers going to races uh, kind of getting out and playing. Um, affords me the ability to, to spend time in the country, spend time in the outdoors. Um, and having a Volkswagen bus makes it a little bit more affordable to to go to town and spend a week there versus having to pay for hotel rooms the whole time you're there. So you just pay for repairs as opposed to hotel rooms. Exactly. Yeah. Repairs and gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything if, about that. If you didn't hear that, uh, Luke said hashtag fan life. You know, yeah. We're really big on hashtags around here. <laughs> Hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so what do you got going this year then? So you're running. <clears throat> do you have any races lined up? It sounds like you've got a race uh, we talked about. Falls in June. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so um, <laughs> Luke's stoked on that one, so I'm going to talk about a different one first. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> first race I'm going to do this year is the Black Canyon 100K okay. down in Phoenix area. Um, it's a Western States Golden Ticket race, which means it's also a Western States qualifier. You can get that Cougar then. Yes, absolutely. I can if I if I'm able to wrangle myself into the first three places, <laughs> <laughs> I will get an automatic entry into this year's Western States. Um, failing that attempt, uh, if I can finish under 17 hours, I get a Western States qualifier, which um, that's something I'd like to run at some point. So getting a Western States qualifier out of the year, out of the way early in the year makes things frees things up for later in the year and allows me to go play with some of the other events that may or may not be a Western States qualifier. So when's the when's the Black Canyon race for you? Uh, February thirteenth. Okay, so you got plenty of time still. Yep. Yeah, it's put on. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm couple right, weeks. I'm ready <laughs> ish, right? Uh, if I can figure out how to drop 30 pounds, I'll be even more ready ish. But uh, it's put on by our Viper running. They also put on Havilene 100, a uh, good friend of mine, Jamil Curry. Um, does a great job with events. Um, and I, I really like going to his events and even volunteering at his events. And so going down and being a part of one of his events again, I'm, exci- I'm excited to go down and see those guys. So Nice. And then what do you got going on? Uh, and then June 6th, I'm going to do the uh, famous Squaw Peak 50 miler. Right here in Provo, Utah. So right many here in Provo, Utah. There. Yeah, it's the first 50 miler I ever did. Uh, I DNF'd it the first time and uh, couldn't figure out how the hell I would ever finish that race. And So how many times have you finished now? I finished it six in a row, and last year I took a year off because it had a conflict with a different race that I had to work on my schedule. <laughs> They paid me to not go run that they race. They paid you not to race? <laughs> paid, Squaw Peak did they, or the race they director? Pay, yeah, right. The race director for Squaw Peak <laughs> paid me to not race his race. Now, um, no, it was the same weekend as Bryce last year. So um, I was working that weekend, and, and I said to Matt, the race director, I said, let's find a different weekend. And so he did. And Thank you. Yeah, you bet. No problem. <laughs> it's now the same weekend as Bighorn, which I'd like to go to as well. Well, you know, that's that's the nature of what's happening right now. I mean, that's there's true. races every weekend, Yep. Can't good races, them. piggybacking. I mean, it's just getting difficult to either, number one, make a decision when you're going to run, and for race directors, which we obviously deal with a lot, is when you're going to hold your race. Right. So right. it's it's getting more and more competitive and challenging to, you know, well, get it, different trains of thought. There's There's difficulties with aligning it with other races, and there's also difficulties with permits and what times they'll let you have a permit. Yeah. Um, for example, you know, there's a first weekend in August is the Tushers race. Yeah. Uh, it's also the same weekend as Kachina Mosa, uh, another one of Bozong races, uh, as well as the same weekend as El Vaquero Loco, which mm-hmm. is Tydrenny's race. Yeah. Um, and I love all three of those races, but you know, we can't, we couldn't move uh, Tushers any later because of the elk hunt. They wouldn't give us the permit. Um, so it's just one of those things that you end up butting up against other races just because the permits aren't available and they won't give you a permit because of because other activities that are out there. I mean, I'd rather not have, you know, hunters shooting 200 runners <laughs> running around in the mountains with guys with guns and possibly more alcohol than I can consume. 
which would be a lot. But uh, you know, and there's other thing talking to Matt. He had to move another one of his races because of spring break, yes. um, which because that's when he gets a lot of his volunteers. So I mean, there's just so many things that you have to work around that people don't realize. They look, oh, they moved it or they have it on this right. date, but they don't see all the logistics that have to go into that. And we really don't like to butt up against the same weekend as another race locally um, for that exact reason that. You know, it, it splits the number of runners we're going to have, which yeah. means both of us see declines in numbers. But it also really hurts you and your volunteers and your pacers and your crew and all those other support staff that likes to come with you because a lot of the guys that you depend on are runners as well. And so they may want to run that race or your buddy may want to run that race and he's pulling a couple of your crew or your pacer or, you know, you, we, we're all such... You know, we're all good friends, and we all like to play with each other in the mountains. And so if we have the opportunity to go pace somebody, we're going to do that, or crew for somebody, or, or go volunteer to race, any of that kind of stuff. And, and it really kind of it hurts when you stack races on top of each other. But it's unfortunately in the sport we're in at this point, that's a, that's a good problem to have rather than, hey, there's a race that I can't get into. Yeah, another, another lottery and, right. and everything. Speaking of lotteries, Wasatch? I am in the Wasatch Lottery, yes. Yes. And I don't, I'm, it's not clear how that one works, whether if you get, didn't get in last year, you're automatically in or not. No. Nope. Everybody's shaking their head no. I'm going to say that's a no. But there's, some, there's, nothing on, there's nothing on the application that says, I didn't get in last year or the year before that, or the year before that, or the year before that. And so I'm assuming that they give you a little bit better odds, but I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to run that race. It's obviously, it's the first 100-mile I ever ran. They've changed the course a lot since then. Yeah, another uh, change this year, as yeah, a matter of fact. Change this year, yeah. Took a lot of the stuff out that I had to struggle with, but put a lot of stuff in for me to, and and it's good, because I like to pre-run courses, so that means I've got, if I do get into Wasatch, <coughs> <coughs> hashtag, hashtag we're going to start in. a movement, let turtle in. That's right. <laughs> let turtle let run. Let turtle in Wasatch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hashtag let Gordy run, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I do get into Wasatch, it gives me the opportunity to go and pre-run a bunch of new sections of the trail that I haven't run, that I didn't get to run last time because they weren't part of the course. And not that I not that I need an excuse to go run a trail, but it gives me the opportunity to go out and explore new places, and I like that. Yeah. Well, well you're not really going to miss much by not running that new section. It's kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, it kind of sucks. Which <laughs> one, the, the the one on the first or the one at the end? Ooh, the run at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was pretty upset about that a yeah. couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, I I had to pace Eric on that section, and it wasn't much fun <laughs> for either of us. Well, yeah. but they uh, they took away Chin Scraper and added up Farmington Canyon, but yes, then they added some now. extra section. They they ran some extra sections out at the end of it, right? I mean, right. I so they the added in the. The plunge, and, plunge the dive. and dive came and back in. Okay, the, hated that, it. Yeah, that section's back in, and then you've got that. What is that? Stanton from Stanton Inn is still the same on that service road that goes on forever and ever. You know, I didn't. I ever. didn't yeah, that's the one that uh, I try not to remember. Yeah, I think you were pretty much blacking out. I there. didn't run that in 2009, so that'll be yeah. a new section for me as well. And yeah, <laughs> then the finish next to the reservoir is just it's so long. much not fun. Yeah, it's yeah. long. You just want to be there. Just like any race. And but I'm assuming that nobody from Wasatch is going to listen to this and blackmail <laughs> me forever. Um, well, you've I been do, an A-station captain for I a few years. I have been an A-station captain for a couple of years, but eventually I do want to run it. Yeah. As much as I kind of gripe and moan about the last section, it is a great course. Yeah. Know? And I'm, I'm glad they're bringing back some of the stuff. The plunge and dive, to me, were part of that course They're so it iconic. made it what it was you know it was kind of what it was known for a little bit i mean rock horton you know explained that more than once who 
you know, you listen to anything that comes out of Rock's Mountain, he's like, that's some of the hardest oh, yeah. trail in any place he's ever run before. And so it's like, well, that's got to be tough. And he's done some epic stuff. Oh, for real, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, he's no rookie. Yeah, so, you know, taking that out of there, I, to me, it was kind of like, oh, that's too bad that they took that out and, you know, I understood why, but it's good to see him bringing some stuff like that back. That's good. So besides what you've kind of got on the radar for races, you got any, like, adventure stuff that you're going to try to hit up this year? Bucket list items, Ooh, adventure. Yeah. You know, I, 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 nothing that I'm willing to talk about. Willing to talk about. <laughs> gotcha. You know, one of the one you of the things I struggle with is as a as a parent of you know two young little girls. I I like I spend way too much time away from them. True. You know, living the van life is glamorous and cool as it looks. <laughs> It's a pain in the ass because you don't get to spend time with your kids. And, and they're only young for a little bit of time, and there's only a certain amount of time that you're able to go play with them before they don't want to play with you anymore. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, other than working for all the Ultra Adventures events uh, and being on the road for the stuff that I do, you know, in my professional life, I, yeah, I don't – nothing I've mapped out. I mean, I always throw something together at the last minute, and I'll go bag King's Peak in a day or do something stupid like that. But right. Yeah. So we want to talk to you now a little bit about the van life, okay? You know, okay. we've, you know, Joel over here, he's he's kind of new to the van. I know, uh, yeah. I I finally got, I got a bus. He's got a bus. I got now. a bus. Yeah. I don't think we've talked about that. We have yet. not talked about. it. I just cracked it there. So yeah, thank you. It's I 19, wasn't aware. 1970. It's got that Riviera pop top on it. Okay, straight Does, up. Yeah, it doesn't have an engine right now, so I'm I'm looking to get the biggest, baddest engine that I can. Okay. So that way it can go, you know, 55 instead of 50. <laughs> So I'm ready to be broken. So w with that, you know, knowing Joel, now I'm, I'm I'm fairly new. It's only been a couple of years now. For the van life, what are the necessities you need for a volt for a van life? What are your necessities? I mean, I got sort tortillas here at my left. I've got <laughs> yeah. some cup of noodles here to my right. I see some deodorant. Some I don't want to know what that's for, but the other thing. But what do you, what do you need for the van? That's a lighter. <laughs> it's a stick lighter. <laughs> What's the lube? Don't act to like it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see a brush, well, and I'm looking brush, at your right. head. I got a seven and eight year old. They need to brush their hair. I got a toothbrush. Yeah, every once in a while, you need to do a little cleaning. There's, there's two puppies in the corner. We got a bag. Baby, of candy. there's a bag of baby wipes. That's the biggest thing. Right baby next wipes. To the driver's yep. seat. <laughs> baby wipes. Gatorade bottle. <laughs> there are a few necessities in the van life. Yes. Um, you know, I. I I like to live as inexpensively as possible um, when I hit the road. You know, again, I, I wife and kids, I'd rather spend money on them than spend money on a nice dinner when I go out to eat. Um, I'll eat cup of noodle soup. I'll eat, you know, burritos, tortillas with Nutella on them. Cheese is a, Staple. Cheese is a luxury, <laughs> Ooh, you yeah. know. Um, I like having the stove because I can make coffee in the morning. I can make soup at night, those kinds of things. Um, I wish I had a heater. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that big burning ball in the sky is for, right? I know. Yeah. That's feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I, one of the things I've learned with the Volkswagen um, is the bed, as cool as it is that it folds down, can be extremely uncomfortable. So I have a uh, memory foam mattress that I throw on top of it. Um, and then I actually use sheets and a... Blankets rather than a sleeping bag. <coughs> Wait a minute. 
That's that's living. That's, that's like living being life, yeah. like being an adult. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, we might have to t- cut that part. Um, yeah, I've I've wired a few things into here so that when I sleep, I've got um, a way to charge my cell phone in the back. Um, I've also got a little right here to your by your leg there, Joel. There's a place to charge my kids' iPads while we drive. Oh yeah. So what's the uh, slot for the quarters? What's that for? Uh, <laughs> that's an ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the very back, I've actually got a wireless network set up that broadcasts um, kids' movies, so that my kids, when they're traveling with me, can sit on their iPad and watch kids' movies the whole time we drive. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, right. Would you like to know the password? <laughs> off, off, off air. Oh yeah, definitely off air. Turtle is delicious. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I shit off air. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but Luke is dying in the front seat right now. <laughs> it's important to be able to remember that and type that in your phone. I don't think most people know how to spell turtle. Thank goodness. I don't think I know how to spell delicious. <laughs> There's a C and an S and a U. I don't even know what goes on with that. So, so you've kind of talked. About, I'm sorry, that's just too good. You've talked about the necessities. What's you kind of mentioned a little bit? What's the worst part about it? I mean, there is some there is some downside. You know, being away from the family. Yeah. You know, obviously, it's not luxurious as it looks, even though it's really cool looking still. Um, what are some of the downsides? I mean, Volkswagens do break down. Right. Well, Volkswagens break down. That that to me is not even a negative thing. That's yeah. a given. You know, right? It's just it's just something that you're used to having happen, and and. If you if you treat your if your Volkswagen becomes a daily driver like mine is, you really do catch things before they happen. You know that you're hearing a tick that's going on in the right rear wheel, and you know that you got to get to it and figure out what it is way before it breaks down and leaves you stranded on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, some of the things that I that are tricky with van life is finding somewhere to sleep. You can't just I mean yeah you can pop the top, but the problem is if you pop the top. Everybody knows you're sleeping in there. So, so you can't just do it in the parking you. lot because most of them are, you can't park here for 24 hours. Right. you got to find somewhere where you can park and be incognito camp, so to speak. So Walmart parking lots. Yeah, Walmart parking yeah. lots are good. <laughs> yep. um, and I don't think Walmart's going to sue me, but I hate Walmart. So <laughs> I won't even use their toilets. <laughs> so I don't like to park in their parking lots unless it's absolutely critical. <laughs> so there's... N- is there like an online resource where you can go and find a place to camp that other VW owners are? If there's not, we need to create one. There, there are a couple of apps, but they're not. I haven't, I haven't found one that's that's robust enough to give me good spots all the time. Yeah. Hmm. So we need uh, like a van Yelp guide. We do. Right. Right. We're on it. Dub Yelp. W. You heard it here. Hashtag it's ours. W. It's ours. <laughs> Don't even think about stealing it. Yeah. And you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. If, if you could come up with an app that showed good little incognito or, you know, BLM areas where you can go pant park and say, here's a good place to camp, here's a good place with a view, that kind of stuff, it'd be, I'd love that. Please. I think there's there's room out there for this, and I'm, I'm dead serious. This is ours. You heard it here first. That's right. We're after it. Don't even think about stealing it. What okay, hurry it? up. you got two weeks. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so with do you see a lot of other vans on the road doing this thing? I mean, do you have people that you run across once in a while? I know you kind of have the same territory. Do you so you run uh, across people? I don't. You know, it, it's funny because you you a Volkswagen bag, a Volkswagen bus is iconic enough that when somebody sees it and they have one, they end up spending the next hour talking to you about this or that or the other. Yep. Um, 
So, yeah, I run into people all the time that say, gosh, I love your bus, and I've got one, and da-da-da-da-da, the next thing you know, two hours have gone, and you've just done nothing but sit and talk about buses instead serve, of... Serve up burritos and cup of noodle. And right, nice. right, exactly. Um, Sell some yeah, and, and, there are, and there are some, you know, kind of van sort of campouts that are organized as well. Uh, I'm going to next one next weekend, actually, in Lake Havasu called Buses by the Bridge. Oh, I saw that. Um, a lot of fun. Went down there last year with the family, um, but it's going to be part of a work trip. Oh, I bet it is. <laughs> Hashtag work trip <laughs> <laughs> next week. You know, air quotes on the work trip. But um, yeah, uh, that that weekend I'm going to be in Arizona anyway, so I'm gonna just going to pull back through Havasu and spend a couple days down there. It's, it's a it's a van. It's all vanigans from the very beginning to the very you know you know even even split window vans. Nice. So not you know nice. not the vanigan style, but even. You know, they've got the early the stuff. Rivieras that show up, you know, all sorts of stuff that shows up there. It's it's an amazing place and it I found a lot of things by looking at other people's vans there last year and talking about what they've done to it that that gave me good ideas to put what to do onto mine this year in the last year. And so, you know, like the plugs and stuff right. like that that we put in the back. It's it's, it's that kind of and it, and it's a good atmosphere. It's a fun same kind of family atmosphere. Again, my wife and kids aren't going to be there, but but I've, well, I had fun there last year, and I kind of want to go down and experience that and kind of check it out again. and Serve that up. Yeah. Well, we are going to bust out now. This is the fun part of the show, okay? So we're going to hit the lightning round. And now we've got listeners and people that hit our website that uh, send us questions. So we've mixed those in. Um, so we're going to go down a list. So just kind of what comes to your mind a little bit. Um, and I'll, I'll let Joel start us off here. All right. I'll start you off with a tough one. Top three beers. This is an iconic question. You guys ask this every time. Because, well, not every time, but uh, most well, of the time. I mean, it depends on who, like, with Ty Draney, we're not going to ask Ty Draney, dude, what's the top three beers? <laughs> well, He's like, uh, uh, root, ch- ginger. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so we ask. All right. All right. So I'll answer it. Cold, not PBR. <laughs> That's. Is that one or that's, two? That's Cold, all of them. Right? and PBR. That covers them all. Cold, not and PBR. So, no, honestly, I, I, I'm a big hater of PBR beer. Sorry, Kelly Agnew. I just hate your beer. And I think you said something about IPAs the other day. You don't like IPAs. Don't, Is that I'm true? I'm not a big fan of IPA either. I, li- I really like kind of a, I'm, I'm a Mexican beer kind of guy. I like. Uh, Pacifico. I like. How can you like? I thought you were going to say something else, but like you said Pacifico. Modelo. I mean, those are the beers that I like. So you like those, but not PBR. Aren't those in the kind of the same? PBR brand? is a little PBR, stronger. Than PBR, that. PBR, PBR had a long <laughs> history from college. And oh, okay. okay. You gotta, you My gotta, roommates used to buy PBR because they knew I wouldn't drink it. Gotcha. Well, that sounds pretty genius. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. All right. So what? Uh, what is your favorite? Race buckle. Wasatch one. Wasatch? Yeah. My right. 35 hour at Wasatch, 3525 at Wasatch. It's the first buckle I ever got. Um, it's a quality buckle. It's not cheap. It doesn't fall apart. It doesn't clank when you wear it. And it's a good looking buckle. Nice. All right. So I got one. It's not on the list. Nice. Yeah. So I don't. do you listen to music while you run? Uh, mostly podcasts. Okay. Nice. Well, I mean, besides Besides ours. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Let's say you're listening to some music, right? And what is your guilty pleasure for a song? Something that you wouldn't readily uh, admit to. Yeah, see, you know what it is right <laughs> yeah. now. We can see that. Yeah. What is it? Girl, I feel, or Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. Oh, wow. Nice. That, that's, that just gets you going, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's so I amazing. I wish you guys could see Turtle right yep. now. He's giddy as a little girl. <laughs> <He really is. laughs> 
<laughs> I've got I've got a few of them, but that one, yeah, man, I feel like a woman totally just when that pops on, it just puts a smile on my face and a little giddy up. Yeah, uh, you don't play it in the bus, right? Like when you're no, parked no, somewhere. No, no, that's a wrong song. Yeah, okay, that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna attract the wrong crowd that <laughs> yeah. way. That's right. So, um, we kind of covered maybe a little bit of this. What's your favorite race distance and why? Um, you know, I I, l- I used to think the longer the better, but I like a 50 mile because you're over in a day and it becomes a party at night. But I also like the 100 mile distance because it takes you places that you really kind of dig in and figure out who you are. Um, the way I put it best is there's demons at night. And I don't mean that in a metaphysical way. I just mean that you, when you're out there in the middle of the night, you really start to find things within yourself that you have to dig yourself out of. You're in pain. You want to sleep. You're... You know, and, and, and coming through that, you you know you've overcome some demons. So, have you seen the new Star Wars movie? I have not. Okay. Are you a Star Wars fan? No spoilers. Are you a Star Wars fan? Yeah, absolutely. What's ah. your favorite Star Wars character? Leia in a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> Return of the Jedi, right? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Singing Shania Twain, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm a, th- I'm a bigger guy, so I like that he she's kind of into Jabba the Hutt a little bit. You know, I kind of feel like him. And <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, I like that. Uh, we'll 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 switch gears now. <laughs> I don't know. We're on a roll. Yeah. What's your favorite Disney movie? Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, I I watch a bunch of them. I I, I mean, I like the Pixar stuff. Um, but probably what's what's the the snow the snow one? What's that one? Called? <laughs> it's your favorite one. You don't uh, know the name of uh, it. No, it's the one. Uh, <laughs> what was that called? That one that just came out like Frozen. Frozen. Yeah, Frozen. Yeah, Frozen. Should I feel I, bad I, that I, I knew that? Well, <laughs> the one with the snow. I was testing you, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I like that because I've got a blonde daughter that's kind of withdrawn like she is, and I got a redheaded daughter that's kind of outgoing like that one is, and they kind of identify with it and. And I think it's just it's it's a fun it's a fun show with with some good some good a good story to it. You know, it doesn't end up with the guy saving the day. It ends up with two girls that support each other and you know, as a father of two little girls, girl power is important to me. I want to make sure that they they know that they that they're there for each other and that they don't need they don't need no man. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and I, I can nice. kind of see you as an Olaf type character in that. Yeah, in that whole dynamic. Yeah, well, except I don't like the cold. It's <laughs> true. All right. So, what is your favorite part about trail running? Um, probably just the ability to forget everything else that's going on in the in the world at that point. You're focused on your steps. You're focused on enjoying yourself in the outdoors and. You know, and 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 all the other stuff you got to worry about in a day, whether it's paying the mortgage, it's a Volkswagen bus that's broken down on the side of the road, all that kind of stuff. You just it it just goes away until you get back to the trailhead, um, and 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 I think that's what it is. It's just the clarity of mind that it gives me when I'm out there. All right, and then uh, I got a good one. What would the twelve-year-old version of you say to you today? Oh man, he would use a lot of potty words, <laughs> like he doesn't today. <laughs> yeah. He'd say, dude, you are so effing cool without saying effing because I know we're trying to stay off of the uh, (laughs) censor rating. Explicit rating, right. Well, I think, Joel, you have anything else you want to sign up with? No, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, 
seeing what people have to say about this one. Yeah, I think I mean, this is probably one of our best ones yet. <laughs> yeah, right? And we're deep into podcasts. Yeah, we are. So we're veterans. But, you know, t- thanks again for taking yeah, the time. Thank you. I know you're busy. You got the OR show. We got thanks the, for having me, guys. Taking up the van space. We had to move things around a little bit. And <laughs> I'm going to get off this burrito here in a minute I'm sitting on. But, no, thanks for, thanks for taking the time. <laughs> and uh, we hope to see you in a few weeks down at uh, Antelope Canyon, right? Absolutely, absolutely. He'll have some burritos for you there. Yeah, Don't worry. Right on. Fresh yeah, ones, I absolutely. hope. Absolutely. <laughs> Fresh burritos. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We sure would like to thank Turtle Miller for joining us. You can check more of Turtle out on his Twitter account at Turtle, T-U-R-D-L, or over on his Instagram page at Turtle Power. That's T-U-R-D-L. P-O-W-E-R. You can also check out the GrandCircleTrails.com website to see what he's a part of and helps out there with Matt Gunn and the gang uh, down in southern Utah and all the races they put on. You can swing by our website at TrailManners.com. Check us out. Look at our contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, and if you want to be on the show. So until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.